everybody, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me for another broadcast of Kingdom Rock Radio. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry from Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. If you're in the area, stop by and join us. We would love to have you. Well, as you know, we've been in a series entitled Healing is the Children's Bread. And today's message, oh, grab a hold of this, is the concluding message. That's right. The series ends with this message and it is subtitled Give Up to Go Up. You know, sometimes there is a hindrance to our healing and that hindrance many times is unforgiveness. We're going to talk about the power of forgiveness today and the healing it brings. So stick around and you're really going to be blessed. Now, don't forget to go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org. It is there you can find today's message as well as the entire series. And while you are there on the website, make sure to click that donation button. We would love for you to give into the work of Jesus Christ in this ministry and you're going to help us to reach everyone around the world with the gospel. I thank you in advance for your giving, because when you give, people live. All right, without any further ado, here comes today's message, which is entitled, Give Up to Go Up, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Enjoy. God bless you. Good seeing all of you today. Well, I pray that you are ready to live. You're ready to live. You're ready to what? Listen, interpret, value, and then what? Experience. Hallelujah. That's why it's good for you to take notes. It's good to take notes so that you can uh, uh, scribe or scribe or write down the things that you hear the Lord speaking to you. Because we do believe in the pulpit ministry of the Holy Spirit, that he has the ability to speak to his people. Hallelujah. So uh, I want you to hear, and, and you do need to hear the voice that's coming over the sound system, but more importantly, you do need to hear the voice of the Spirit as he speaks to you, as he speaks to you. I'm saying one thing, and he's talking to you also, and uh, you're going to be able to hear his voice, because really here in the house of God, this is an opportunity uh, that we have, that God has given us to be in an atmosphere of hearing, an atmosphere of hearing. When the praise and worship goes forth, it brings us into an atmosphere so that we can hear the voice of God. Hallelujah. When prayer goes forth, it brings us into an atmosphere so that we can hear the word of God. When the word goes forth, the message goes forth, it's an atmosphere so that we can hear the word of God. Amen. So we can hear his voice. So we can hear his voice. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's wake the dead. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Oh, I'm just excited about Jesus and I'm excited about all of you. I'm excited to be a pastor of such a thriving and growing church. Hallelujah. Of people who love the Lord and honor him with their whole lives. I'm thankful for you today. In the mighty name of Jesus. Well, I'm ready to get right into the word of God today, and I pray that you are too. I'm excited. I'm excited. Well, let's go ahead and start off with a word of prayer. Father, this morning we we honor you and we celebrate you for the life and ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, for giving your gift to all mankind. It's written there in John 3, 16. Lord, we just appreciate you. Thank you that you have restored us into proper fellowship and in relationship with you. And Lord, we ask you this morning that you would teach us 
your word, that you would uh, bring us into the knowledge of your truth, that we would hear your voice this morning. We choose to hear your voice, not only to hear, but Father, that we would also do what you are saying to the church. We are the church. We are the sheep of your pasture. And you are our shepherd. You are our pastor. You are our bishop. And Lord, we want to hear the words that you are saying. So Lord, we say, have your way. Have your way. Speak to us, Father. Speak to us. And your servants will hear. We honor you. Lord, I pray that every distraction will be moved out of the way. Every hindrance would be moved out of the way and that we would have right focus and right attitudes and a right mindset to receive what you are saying. We, we yield ourselves to you and we believe that you've heard us this morning and we love you so much. In Jesus' name, let every heart the degree say amen. amen. Oh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I feel so alive today. You know, it's, 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 it's my desire, and I know it's the Father's desire, for you to find something in life, find your mission, your purpose in life, something that makes you come alive when you do it. Hallelujah. Something that makes you come alive, because all of you have a mission and a purpose in life. All of you have a calling. How do I know you have a calling? You're breathing. You're breathing. Hallelujah. If you're not breathing, let us know immediately. We'll find something to give you um, mouth to mouth. We'll find something, somebody. Okay, we'll find it. Hallelujah. Tori's shaking her head. Don't do that. Okay, we'll find it. But if you are breathing, you have a mission, you have a purpose. Hallelujah. If you are breathing, anybody breathing here today? Anybody at all breathing? You have a mission, you have a purpose then, then there is something that God has given you in your life that will make you come alive. Hallelujah. Something that God has given you that will make you to thrive. Thrive. And it is my prayer that you would be fully engaged in that area. Hallelujah. And that you would just come alive with the purposes of God in your life. Hallelujah. Something that will make you shake your leg. Hallelujah. Something that make your afro grow. Praise the Lord. There is something. There is something. Glory to God. There is something. Well, today we're going to go right back into the series entitled Healing is the Children's Bread. This would be part number nuevo. I think that's right. Part number nine. Hallelujah. This will be part number nine. And uh, this is also the final part of the series. I've enjoyed being here with you uh, during this series, Healing is the Children's Bread. And so this is part number nine, as we said. This is, a, this is the concluding series. So this will conclude this, and actually this will also begin the very next series. Uh, we're going to do it in one. This is just how it falls today. The name of the next series is, Can We All Get Along? Oh, I cannot, Tito, I cannot wait to get all into that. Ask your neighbor, can we all get along? Oh, my God, can we get along? So we're going to be hitting uh, two. We're going to, as a deaconess would say, we're going to be gathering uh, two flowers with one hand today. 
I liked it a whole lot better than two birds, one stone. It just seems more violent. So we're going to be gathering two flowers with one hand today, praise the Lord. And we're going to speak from the subtitle today of Give Up to Go Up. Hallelujah. You're going to have to give up to go up today in Jesus' mighty name. Give up to go up. All right, well. Uh, we're going to start here in the book of Matthew, Matthew, the 18th chapter. We're going to be doing a little bit of reading today. Uh, I'll be reading, really, we probably next time may read the entire, entirety of the chapter. But no, when you go home, you read the entire Matthew 18th chapter. Can I do that? Can that be homework for you? You read the entire 18th chapter of Matthew. It's going to bring you even more clarity. Today, I'll read verses 1 through 7, King James Version. And then I'll read verses 18 through 35. And we'll uh, do all of this in a very short period of time today. So let's go ahead and start reading here. As we again speak from the subtitle of Give Up to Go Up. All right, it starts like this. This is verse number one. At the same time came the uh, disciples unto Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called uh, a little child unto him and set him in the midst of them. And said, Verily I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoso shall receive one such little child in my name receiveth me. But whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and that he, sh that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Woe unto the world because of offenses, for it, uh, for it must needs be that offenses come. But woe to that man by whom the offense cometh. All right, now we're going to skip all the way down to verse number 18. Verse 18 says this, Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. Again I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them, which, it shall be done of them, uh, done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Uh, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Verse 21. Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times, Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him, which owed him 10,000 talents. Uh, in most Bible translations, uh, most commentaries say that the 10,000 talents, if they were silver talents, were worth $3.8 billion dollars. Verse 25, for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. The servant therefore fell down and worshiped him saying, Lord, have patience with me and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him an hundred pence. Most commentators say that's about three thousand two hundred dollars. 
Some even go as far and say 20 bucks. And he laid his hands on him and took him by the what? Took him by the throat saying, pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him saying, have patience with me and I will pay thee all. And he would not, but went and cast him into, into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry and came and told, and told unto their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after that he had uh, called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt because thou desirest me. Shouldest thou not, shouldest, shouldest not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wroth and delivered him to the tormentors till he should pay all that was due unto him. Let's try to read verse 35. Let's try to read it slowly. Let's try to read it together. Ready? Let's go. So likewise shall my heavenly father do also unto you if ye from your hearts forgive not everyone his brother their trespasses. Somebody say praise the Lord. All right. If you haven't guessed it yet, I don't preach the calendar. I preach what the Lord tells me to preach. Hallelujah. So I'm sure there'll be a lot of places to have a good Christmas message. You'll be getting out enough time today so you can go and hear it. Hallelujah. But today, let me give you what thus saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So as is our fashion, let's go back up to verse number one. And we're going to talk a little bit there and uh, just go down. So really, this whole thing, as we speaking from the subject of give up to go up, is about forgiveness. Remember, there is a there is a connection between sin and sickness. There's a connection between uh, forgiveness and healing, forgiveness and healing. If we hold to things against other people, you'll also understand that things are also being held to you. The Lord says, if you, we need to forgive from our hearts, forgive from our hearts, not our brain, not our mind, forgive from our hearts. This is a supernatural forgiveness. Now, let me tell you something. It's going to be hard for you to forgive somebody unless you have first received forgiveness yourself. Yeah, it's going to be hard for you to release something that you have not received. So as the Lord's here, we see he's talking to his disciples. He's not talking to the world. He's not talking to the sinner. He's talking to the, to, to the disciples, those that are following after him. And he's saying this to them, and it's written red in my Bible. And I'm sure it is in yours too. So these are the words of Jesus. And he starts off by telling us uh, that unless we become, unless we be converted and become as in verse number three, unless we be converted and become as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. So Jesus is the king of the kingdom. And I love this. It's like you got the owner of the business who comes out and tells you how the business works. Not, not someone who works there. You've got the owner. You've got the king telling you, this is how you're going to get into my house. This is how you're going to do it. And part of this we'll see today has to do with forgiveness. 
Now, we said that this is also a part of the Healing as the Children Bread series because as we forgive, it releases us. And as it releases us, things that are held to us, sicknesses, diseases, bondages, death, will also be released from us. Because when you hold someone else's sin against them, you imprison them in your heart. And you're you're just like this man here, we'll look at this, and you're going to cause them to pay. You're going to make them pay pay for the things that they have done to you where you're holding them in a sinner's prison that sinner's prison is in your heart they're somewhere in Acapulco and they're doing their thing or whatever they're doing somewhere else and they're having a great time not even thinking about you but we're thinking about it and you're holding them in a prison in your heart and it's firing you and it's burning you up on the inside Remember, unforgiveness is like you drinking poison and expecting someone else to die. So unforgiveness contaminates your soul. Let me say that again. Unforgiveness will contaminate your soul. Let me say that again. Unforgiveness will contaminate your soul. And let me say this. Forgiveness is not for the offender. It's for the one who has been offended. Forgiveness is not for them. It's actually for you, and it releases you from the pain. As long as you hold them in unforgiveness, as long as you say, I will never forgive them, you're actually keeping torment upon yourself. You're actually inviting the tormentors to come in and to ravish you. So you actually hold the keys to deliver yourself from torment, to deliver yourself from pain. Uh, Of course, we can't deliver ourselves from all pain in life, But we can that there is some pain that is unnecessary. There is some suffering that is unnecessary. Are you hearing? So, uh, again, as we talk about healing, one way you're going to be healed is that you got to release. Your release is not for them. It is for you. Are you hearing? So there are some concepts here that are really frightening. As I, as I study the word of God, Scott, as I study the word, uh, I had to, as the Lord spoke to me about it, because, you know, the husbandman is first partaker. As the Lord spoke to me about it, I had to fall on my knees. I fell down face down before the Lord and repented before him. I love when the word of God does that. If you're ever in the presence of the Lord or of the word of God is going forth and you're never faced with truth, something is wrong. And if you're ever in the point saying that, you know, I, I'm okay, there's nothing wrong with me, something definitely wrong. <laughs> definitely wrong. Hallelujah. So, Jesus said in verse number three, Verily I say unto you, except ye be converted. The word converted there means to, to turn or to uh, turn around. It means, uh, it talks about of one who no longer cares for another. To turn, turn around of one who no longer cares. I've given this all away. I don't even care about that anymore. He said, unless you be converted, unless you be changed, the word converted also means to uh, change of mind. Unless you change your mind. He said, unless you be converted and become as little children. He didn't say you had to become a little child, but become as a child. You will never enter into the kingdom of heaven. 
Now that is a very strong statement. He said, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Well, let me give you uh, eight characteristics of a child. Let me give you eight characteristics of a child. So we're going to have to be converted. The Lord said again, um, except you be converted and become as little children, except you be converted or changed, except you turn and be changed as a little child, be, become as a child, you shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, here's some things that have me praying here. Now, as I give you these lists, now some of you may uh, remember being a little child. Some of us are a little bit longer than others. Some of us have little children. Some of us maybe have little grandchildren. And you know how it is working with them, right? Amen. So the Lord said, except you become like them, you shall not inherit the kingdom of heaven or you shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. So let me give you eight characteristics of a child. Let's see if you agree. The first one is what? Trusting. A child is trusting. A child is also humble. A child is also forgiving. A child is also vulnerable. A child is also giving. A child is also kind. A child is also loving. And a child is optimistic. These are things, these are some, of course these are not all. These are some that the Lord has given me to share with you today. These are some that had me on my knees before the Lord. A child is trusting. How trusting are you? Lord, have mercy on me. How humble are you? Humble, that is you esteem others higher than yourself. You have a reasonable opinion of yourself. How optimistic, how loving, how kind, how gentle. I could make the list too gentle. How gentle are you? You see, when we grow older in life, a lot of that just seems to go away. Why? Because we don't want to be hurt anymore. I'm not going to be vulnerable. You're not going to hurt me. And because of that, we put up walls, we put up shields, and we stop being. We're no longer like a child. We don't want to be hurt. We don't want to experience the pain. But Jesus said, your Lord, your Savior said, except you become as little children, you shall not inherit, or you, rather you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Look at verse four. It says, whoso uh, therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Here again, the word humble meaning to have a modest opinion of yourself. And I love this. It also means, as it talks about the soul, it means to bring down one's pride. Bring down one's pride. One of the issues that we have of being humans is that we love to try to fight, uh, fight and defend ourselves. You're not going to hurt me again. You're not ever going to do that to me again. Well, the Lord says that we are sheep and that he is a shepherd. Sheep don't have fangs unless they're those zombie sheep. Now, there's some zombie sheep. We really got a problem. You know, the, you, watch out for them zombie. I'm telling you, watch out for them zombie sheep. But normal sheep don't have fangs. 
Normal sheep don't have clogs. They have no way of defending themselves. They depend upon the shepherd to defend them. So as we becoming like, as we becoming as children that is kind, loving, gentle, trusting, vulnerable, we're depending on the Lord to take care of us. And we're not trying to defend ourselves. He is our defense. The Lord has built in an insurance policy here. And I want to show this to you. He's built in an insurance policy right here because he tells us to do something. Make yourself vulnerable. Be optimistic. We say, I don't want to be optimistic. and I don't want to be what? I don't want to be hurt again. I don't want to feel the pain of optimism. I don't want to feel the pain of trusting. I don't want to feel the, the pain of, of, of being giving. I don't want to feel that pain. Right? So the Lord is telling you to go out, basically, go step in the water. Peter, join me on the water. This is the kingdom life. And how far have we departed from that? How far have we departed from being like a child? The Lord said, unless you do this, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Well, what's in the kingdom of heaven? Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom of God, everything you need. So there are some things that are missing from us because we have not been like a child. Why? Because we have not wanted to be hurt. You're not going to hurt me again. So we put up shields. Shields up, Scotty. Red alert, red alert, red alert. I've seen this before. Shields up. Woo! Crane move, crane move. I'm holding it, Gordon. There you go. Don't mess with me. Anyway. Something, I pray that you'll find the thing that makes you come alive. It makes you do a karate kick. kick. Anyway. And so, the Lord has built in an insurance policy here. He is your shepherd. You are the sheep. And he knows, and, and God himself guards your heart if you would let him. Because that's what we're really afraid about. Don't want to let anyone hurt my heart. Anybody had your heart hurt before? Anybody? Did it feel good? It's one of the worst pains. You'd rather be shot than have a heartache. Anybody? Well, I don't want to be shot, but you understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? A shot may last for a moment. Well, after maybe surgery or so, but the pain of that. But a heartache can last over a lifetime. Are you hearing me? So let's get back here. So God builds an insurance policy. Look at verse number five. It says, and whoso shall receive one such little child in my name receiveth me. Isn't that wonderful? You receive one that is in the same spirit. In other words, one that is kind, loving, gentle, so forth and so on, as we talked about a minute ago. He said, you receive them, you welcome them, you take them in, you take me in, and you welcome me too. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus said, I'm with you. Now look at verse number six. Here's your insurance policy. Say insurance policy. Verse 6 says, but whoso shall offend one of these little ones, 
shall be, uh, which believe in me, it were better. Say better. better. Stop right there. He said, but whoso shall offend, the word offend there is uh, scandalizo. Scandalizo. And the word scandalizo means to put a stumbling block or impediment in the way. Uh, upon which uh, another upon which another may trip and fall scandalizo also means to entice to sin to cause a person to uh, begin to distrust and desert one whom he ought to trust and believe scandalizo also means to cause to fall away so simply jesus is saying here if anyone causes this little one not just talking to someone who, not just talking about the, the child that's five and four, but talking about those of us that are, that are becoming like the child again. You with me? Amen. I'm telling you, we really need to become like children because some of us are so uptight. <laughs> I could say a whole lot more there, but I won't. We are very uptight sometimes. We take life entirely too serious. Come on, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> Liberty, we take it too, too seriously sometimes. Let's get back in here and get back in here get back in here. We do. Got to begin to close out in a minute. Scandalizo, a stumbling block or an impediment in the way upon which another may trip and fall. Look at this picture here. I want you to see this picture. This picture, uh, go ahead and put, bring the picture up, please. This picture is one of a stumbling block. It's one of a stumbling block. We'll get that in a second. It's one of a stumbling block. You see a man there. Uh, and there is a stone in the way or something in the road and he is about to fall. He is actually falling over it. Stumbling block. That block is called scandalizo. This is where we get our English word. What, anybody? Scandal. Scandalous. Scandal, right? He says, we go back up to the definition. You can keep this picture up there. He says, but whoso shall offend become this stumbling block or place this block or cause someone to distrust Christ. Whoso offends one of these little ones, the one that has these characteristics of, of um, trusting, humble, forgiving, uh, vulnerable, kind, uh, loving, optimistic, giving, all these things that we are afraid to be because of being hurt. Jesus said, whoever puts a stumbling block in front of them, whoever causes them not to be this way, whoever causes them uh, that have this faith entrusted me, whoever causes them to cease to be this way, to them, it is better. Say better. better. It were better for him to have a millstone hanged about his neck. That is, you got a big old rock and you tie a rope around this big old rock and you tie the other end of that rope around your neck. It's better. It's better for you to pick that rock up and throw it into the water and then whoop. And then you go down into the bottom of that lake, the bottom of the ocean, and you drown there. That is actually better for you. 
Then if you choose to offend one of these little ones, the Lord said that rock in the drowning in the sea, that's a better end for you. Now that's pretty vivid. He said, in essence, it's better for you to go and commit suicide, get it over with, than to offend one of these, than to cause one of these that believe in me to turn from me. It's better for you to go and do that. That's a better ending than the fate that awaits you if you offend one of these. Say insurance policy. So anybody that comes and you believe in Jesus, you're loving and you're gentle, you're vulnerable and you're, you're forgiving and you're out, you are as a child as Jesus told you to be. You are as a child and they come along and they put a stumbling block in your way or whatever they, whatever they do. Let me give you a couple examples of that then we're gonna close out today. You, they put a stumbling block in your way. Now there's a story, now I'm not sure if this is true or not, but if the one that told it was lying, then he lied, not me. There's a story. Can we say it that way, Sister Wegg? Can we say There's a story of a young man who went to church who was trying his best to get off of drugs. And uh, he had one of those moments that he was just, you know, he just had to, a monkey was on his back. He just had to have it. And he'd been fighting and fighting and fighting all day. So finally he went to a place where he knew, to this house way back in the woods somewhere, and he knew he could get himself a fix. So he went there. See, I mean, he's already feeling beat up, but he feel like I just got to have this. He pulls up and he sees a car outside. He said, it looked like my pastor car. Nah, can't be. And so he passed the car and goes in the house, goes in the house, goes and opens it, you know, rings the doorbell, goes in the door. I mean, goes in the house there and, and sitting on the sofa. What's this pastor? Higher than a kite. And so this man, of course, is thrown back. He falls, why? Because of this stumbling block. Because of this stumbling block. You see someone, they say, oh, I thought you were with Jesus, but you, you see them drunk or you, you know, and you see them doing all these things, stumbling blocks. See someone who you say, I thought you were with Jesus, but they give you an evil eye. Not the good eye, Gene, the evil eye. As they're looking down on you. Anybody has somebody, you know they're looking down on you? That's a stumbling block. Are you hearing me? Someone being untrustworthy, that's a stumbling block. Lying to you. Not hearing any song to those that are in the house of God, those who believe in Jesus. Turn to your neighbor, don't be a, turn to your neighbor, turn to them, turn to your neighbor and tell them, don't be a stumbling block. Because if you are, Jesus said, it is better for you. It is better for you. If I'm being, if I'm doing the word of God and I am being vulnerable and loving and trust, trusting and I'm believing Jesus to take care of my heart and I'm putting myself out there and I'm doing what he said, Jesus said, if you offend me, it's better for you to cast yourself down, get a rope, find a big old rock 
Tie one end to the rock, other end around your neck, and go find a large body of water. It's better for you if you do that than if you offend one who believes in him. Because the fate of that is a lot worse. I pray you've heard the word of God today. We'll stop there in Jesus' name. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We pray that you are blessed today by the ministry. Remember, if you would like to hear this message in its entirety and even hear the entire series, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. That's www.kingdomrock.org. We will be so glad to connect with you. While you're there on the website, make sure to consider a financial donation in support of the ministry. And don't forget, if you're in the area, stop on by and visit with us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and Wednesday night at 7 p.m. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Stop on by. And don't forget, while you're on the website, sign up for Kingdom Inspirations. We believe it's going to be a blessing to you. All right, until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.